Hello. I, as well as several other teachers in departments I've worked at, assign a natural narrative as one of my first assignments in my comp classes. It has to be true, it has to have started in the past and finished in the past, and it has to detail an event from the writer's perspective, something that happened to the writer. I recommend choosing events of a limited or discrete time frame, only a couple hours or a day. That works much better than something that took weeks, months, or years. It, it's got to be discrete. It's got to started, ended in a, an event kind of thing. I generally recommend waiting about three months or choosing events that are at least three months old because emotions will overpower words and make meaning elusive and making sense of events takes some time. But sometimes an event is so powerful that you want to get the notes down fresh. It's not just to document feelings, but also facts. While you, so you can record who, what, when, where, why, and how when it's still fresh enough in your mind, when, you, when your recollection has been colored by what you've seen in the news or the media. My podcast today is one of those cases with Cahill Perkins. In class, I would have a student tell each other stories in a group. But here, Cahill shares a story with me over the phone using Google Voice. Edited the interview in Audacity, removing some personal names and a few of my ums and a bunch of so likes. At the end, I had her summarize the plot and then moved that summary to the beginning of the podcast. I like knowing where things are going, and a good plot summary is analogous to a, to a thesis statement. We generally don't know what that statement is going to be until we have a solid first draft. I share this in the podcast to demonstrate active listening and engagement, because telling stories is part of the writing process, imperfect though it may be, and and, and to show that it, this, this is actually fun. And even if it's not fun, sometimes it's important. This call is now being recorded. So, Dish, what happened? Why did you go to Kansas City? Um, so I went to Kansas City because a lot of my friends were going, and it was a bigger group of people and more impactful. But, like, immediately after we were there, we were there for about three hours. And so exactly. immediately, yeah. Tell your story. Don't let me interrupt you. If I want to be a good interview, I've got to let people talk. Go. <laughs> Well, so immediately after we got there, it was it was insane. Like we got to the front, we were at the front of the line. Okay, it was clarified. It was Saturday, right? Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah. What time was this? Where were you? We got. It was at the plaza, and we got there at about four o'clock. But it was it was very obvious that like the cops they wanted they like wanted violence because they would snatch like people out of the crowd and okay. if they yes. what did they do? You mean snatch out of the crowd, explain that. So we had like a line of people, like yeah. two feet behind a line of cops. And they were like if you stepped out of the line, like if you stumbled or fell or anything, they would just grab you and arrest you. Is it like if your arm crossed the line or something, that was the story? You crossed the line, you violated, therefore you're being arrested? Is that what the, the line Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So were and people flouting so, the line or flouting the line? I think people were like, I'm, I think people tried, but like even people who didn't do anything, like if someone moved behind them and so they had to step forward, like they would arrest, like they would just immediately arrest them. And so that obviously made the crowd angry. They didn't do anything. They tripped. It was just like a tactic to like egg on the crowd almost. Uh huh. Uh huh. Go on. No, I want you to use yours. So were there other things that they did to uh, egg on the crowd? And it was. Or escalate the situation? 
Yeah, and well, it was very obvious. You could see the police trying to escalate the situation. How? Well, we were all, everyone around me in the group I was with, everyone was standing peacefully. Like, we had signs. We were, people were shouting, but that was fine. But then if somebody stepped out of line. Describe the people you were with, how many people? I was in a group of me and two other people. But the crowd itself was like a thousand people, probably. Okay. After all of you started, the same age? Yeah. Was the crowd, was the crowd all of your age, or were they a crowd uh, a variety of ages? It was what a was variety the of the ages. Probably, I don't know, it was probably like 60, 40, 60% people of color, and then 40% white people. And so, of course, is you judging them, as I would, visually. Like, yeah. Oh, wait, we've had I that rant before. Let's know. not get distracted. Yeah. Have that rant <laughs> I have that rant with myself every day. We don't need to. But anyway, yes, that's me just being okay. nuanced. But because I wonder how much, how much of this. Okay, I don't want to interpret this, so I need you to tell the whole story, and then you can mouth shut, and then we can examine word choices and shit. Okay. Okay. Keep going. And probably like sixty forty. It was a whole lot of ages because I ended up I, at one point when I was being maced. One of the people helping me okay, was so like, "Why did you put LOL or ha 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 after the the picture of you guys running in in, in teary and snotty?" Oh, by the way, I don't know I think because that's the way it you're was supposed just... to wear tear gas. Was it mace or tear gas? And how did that Both. happen? And why would you put ha ha after it in a, in, in a text message? Because so, it was just um, I I don't know. Anyway, um, so at first you don't know. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> at first we were mace. It was me and my boyfriend. Like in front of the line. Yeah, keep them like, anonymous. Yeah, it was me and my boyfriend. Who's the other person you were with? This, this mystery person, male or female it's, or non-binary or once to tell. He's a male. Um, you you know him. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. It was us three, and so. I'm sorry, we three, the three of us. Is it? I don't know. I, it's, I, I'm interrupting you. Keep going. This is terrible <laughs> okay. interviewing technique, by the way. It's okay. Don't ever do um, this. <laughs> but it was it was me and the two of them, and and we were in the front of the lines because everything I've always been told when it comes to Black Lives Matter protests and anything like involving the police, put yourself if you are like white or white passing between the cops and as many black people as you can because they want to arrest the black people and hurt them. Okay, did you see anything that made you think that was true yesterday? I mean, you've heard that before. Yes. And, and paint through actions, pictures, show me through a visual, go on. I'm getting there. So when we got there and they were arresting people, I did not Already. see them arrest a single white person or a single non-black person. How many people did you see them arrest? About 15. What's the rate, uh, gender makeup? Mostly men. What percentage do you think? I would say, I don't know, 75% men. Okay. And then in a lot of situations, they would arrest like a man, and then his partner would get angry and would be like, you're arresting him for no reason, we're peacefully protesting, and then they would arrest her. Interesting. That would make a, a good tactic. Would they hassle women to upset the men that were with them, you think? Yeah. And these and were uniformed was... officers or yes. riot gear? How could you, did, they, did you see badge numbers? I took pictures of badge numbers, especially like right. the people who were, there was an officer at one point who was straight up taunting the crowd, taunting this older black man. Because this older black man, yeah, I do have a picture of him. And this older black man, he was 
how can you be out here doing this? If this was your son or your brother, wouldn't you be so upset? And he was no when he was laughing. And that obviously was like uh, bravado, me, would you say? Yeah, no. He was like he was totally fronting. He was like, No and I'm like, the only reason okay. you're laughing and you're doing this is because you've got a tear gas canister in like three you guns. That? No, so I didn't like I was taunting him back. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it was well, like he didn't start out that way, but like after like who, who five, said he who didn't start out that way? Because the black man, he didn't start out that okay. way, but like he started out. He was just we're doing this because we're tired of the killing our people, and if this was your child or your brother, wouldn't you be so this upset? After this guy, this the police officer kept laughing at him, and no, I wouldn't be upset. He was then you're lying. Like there's no way a human being wouldn't feel this way. But and so it was engaged first. Did you see? Did you notice? I didn't notice. See, I it got my attention because like because I wasn't looking at them, but then I heard the cops laughing and the back and forth and I was like, I wanna monitor the situation just in case it gets to be something in which I need to get out of the vicinity. Mm-hmm. But as, as as I was saying, right after we had gotten there and we were like in the lines, putting ourselves like in between as many people as possible, people started getting mad, angry in the crowd because they kept snatching out people and arresting them. And so it was really terrifying at first because I was standing right next to my boyfriend and they maced the crowd. And that wasn't so bad. Describe how that worked. So they've got like everything, fire. movements. What did the device look like? Describe in great detail. I did, let me see it. So they have like like these fire extinguisher sized cans of mace, really? and they like pretty much like a kitchen sized okay. fire extinguisher. Okay. And so, and every single cop had one. And so every interesting. Okay. Were they? What else were the police have on them? Standard issue. Did you see guns? Yes. They all had at least one gun, and they all had shields, and okay. and they all had – they were all standard uniform, but also, like, bulletproof vest, riot gear over it. And so, basically, when they were down the line, when they, like, were given the order, mm-hmm. they just would lift up the canister, and they would just mace the crowd. Wait, all like, of them together at the same time? Yeah. Like a coordinated effort? Yeah. Okay, I hadn't heard anything like that. They, like, How many at the mace- same time do you say did you see? In front of me – like, as as much as I could see, it was about 10 or in a group. So this is a massive cloud of mace. Yes. Hmm. Now, and are you using mace and tear gas interchangeably in our conversation? No. Are you, are you trying they, to make a distinction? If so, what is the distinction? So, okay, so mace itself is just a stronger form of pepper cat, of, like, pepper spray. But later on, they, like, they straight up tear gas us, like, with canis- like canisters of tear gas. And they put on like shields and gas masks. Kind of like yeah, no, like okay. they had like a launcher and they launched it at us. And, but so in the beginning they were just macing people, which still sucks, still hurts a lot. But so they, at first it was just like this cloud of mace, and it wasn't, it didn't feel like directed. But then I was standing next to my boyfriend, and they shot like if they the guy the cop in front of him shot the like little canister of mace directly into his eyes and so we had to like drag him over to like how far how far away like i don't know 50 for the cop or the distance when he said he shot it into his eyes how close was he standing how far was the device from his eye about three feet holy shit yeah. This guy you're talking about, that's not uh, the photographer friend, is it? No. No, it's okay, go my on. boyfriend. 
Um, Wait, but, he got hit? Yeah. You're, that guy? Well, I'm not mentioning his name. He got hit in the eyes? Well, you got hit in the eyes, you said. But you didn't get hit directly, did you? Like that? No. No. Oh, God. He's okay, though. They There was a medic tent, and they helped us because I, all three of us got hit pretty bad because we were in the front, but... My boyfriend especially. In Hong Kong, they found that urinating on handkerchiefs could help cut through the, the tear gas. Did you try that? Um, honestly, after being tear gassed, I would try anything because it is bad. But you hadn't heard that before, so you didn't try it. No. We, tried, we had okay. baking soda water, baby shampoo, and milk. Okay. And Did you take that with you? Did you bring it with you? No. We brought water bottles and, like, like wet and rags to get wet before going we didn't have extensive knowledge on um, could have had baking. milk and what, the, what those things again what baking soda really yeah if you mix and, chemicals. Yeah, go on. and so if you mix baking soda with a bottle of water and shake it up and use it as like an eye rinse it helps neutralize the chemical or whatever That's so right. that you can see and get away from the violence and milk helps like Milk doesn't help get it out of your eyes, but it cools down the inflammation. So where did you get access to this stuff? There was met. There was like people who had been in like protests and like violent encounters, and like people from Ferguson or Detroit who had experience with it. And so they set up a medic tent, and if they saw someone get maced or tear gassed, they like grab. They like would help grab you and pull you off to the side, and would clean out your eyes and your mouth and everything. Great public relations work. Yeah, no, um, they were amazing. And yeah, not to be, I'm not, I, sh I don't think I'm being facetious. Um, one of the things I, I'm really, really working hard to avoid social media right now. Uh huh. Anyway, one thing I'm already seeing is a lot of respectable people, Maggie Karth or whatever, uh, amazing mm -hmm. journalist, was documenting in the, I think she was in Minneapolis, white people dressed in all black, uh, instigating looting, breaking windows, starting fires, getting yeah. in brand new vehicles that. Nobody knows who owns them, mm -hmm. rentals or dealership. And then I'm seeing both sides bring up the issue of outsiders, and I had never thought about humanitarian outsiders. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, That's just really fascinating. I I probably interrupted your flow. Do carry on. Reach the end of your, your, your story journey here. Okay. So, and so the first time we were made, and it was terrifying, you know, because, like, you can't see. It gets in your mouth. It gets in your lungs. They give you water, but you're not supposed to swallow the water. You just have to, like, swish it around and gargle it and then spit it out because otherwise you'll, like, trap it in your throat, and then your throat will burn. Take it down farther your throat. Oh, God, that makes sense. Yeah. And so they things give you, you water. Yeah. The important things you should know when being maced. They were talking about Hong Kong. I don't know how close you followed that. And, I followed uh, you the know best my complicated my... politics. Um, yeah. But that's one but... of the things that came out, and it gets ugly. We'll talk about that later. Go, go on. I keep cutting And so... So after that, the three of us, we regrouped. We were like, is everybody okay? And my boyfriend was really messed up for a while. And, but he was okay. We decided to keep messed going. Messed up. And Can you give me some detail? Describe that. Well, he couldn't see. His face was red was and blind. inflamed. Yeah, he was blind. Yeah. His, like, eyes are watering. It honestly looked like they were going to bleed. Erratic. What was, what was bleeding? It, he looked like his eyes were going to, like, start bleeding from the amount of irritation. Okay. They were so bloodshot. Oh, God. Yeah. And, Go on. And all, all three of us, this woman had, like, those finger oxygen level checkers. 
that they like the doctors yeah. have. And so she checked all three of us because if you start panicking, so you start hyperventilating, so your heart rate goes up, and so then you breathe uh-huh. in more of the gas. Ooh. And so she checked Ooh. us to make sure that we were fine and our heart rate was normal and that our oxygen level was normal. And so after that, we went back into the crowd. And we were we were in mostly in the bulk of the crowd, and then we started to march, and that's wait march from where to where? Why? Who said to? Um, the leaders of like the protest. Okay, how they do you said, identify the leaders? They had matching shirts and megaphones. Describe the matching shirts. They were like black with Black Lives Matter and white on the front, and then white lettering. All, yeah, with white lettering, and they were all in like a unit, and they had megaphones. But and so they had the megaphones. They had yes. the megaphones. Although I guess anyone could get a megaphone, but they seemed official. So we did like a loop around the plaza square, marched around that block, and then that's when like the cops, the police started. Oh, why to did get... you march? Why did you march personally? Made one, you march? One because I'm sick and tired of the injustice. But okay, and... wait. You're, that's why you were there in the first place. Okay. So oh, what you mean made why you did decide, I I'm going to march? I just got tear gas. Now you're going to tell me to march? I'm now going to march around it. Invite more if these guys are doing what they're doing, what you know they're doing. What made well, you march around the block that time? Because after it was what motivated my, you? Well, it, one, it was like one of my first waves of like police brutality, like being directed at myself. And I okay. was, and I was fueled with like a little bit of like raw rage. You really are just going to tear gas and not, well, at that time it wasn't tear gas, but you were literally just going to like mace me mace. for standing three feet in front of you. And so I was just like, if you're going to do that to me, okay, when I was... you were on the line, you weren't. He wasn't a, a, like cornering somebody somewhere in an alley. He was standing on the line when it happened. Yeah, Is no, that... we were standing on the line where we were. And what happened right before he got maced? They were. Everybody was shouting because they had just taken like mm-hmm. this young black kid, black boy, black okay. man out of the crowd, okay. and so everyone okay. was angry. And they were arresting him. It was the him. guy. Was he in a wheelchair? Why do I imagine in a wheelchair? Because the old there, guy that was. Um, there was a man in a was wheelchair. Was he sitting down, face. standing? Huh? He was standing. What's that? Okay. There was a man in a wheelchair who was like detained. But don't let me confuse. Okay, but uh, we're not confusing it. Just when I was in my mind's eye, when I was seeing it happen, you know, mm-hmm. I imagine being infirm. How old did you say he was? He was probably a few years older than me, so like 24. Oh, so he wasn't an old man. No. The scene where they arrested a lot of young black men who were 20s to like late 30s. Yeah. And it's probably because they're able-bodied. And, but, and so. What were the police officers? Age, race, gender? They were mostly. And I don't know if you should tell them. What could you see? They were, they were wearing full gear. You couldn't see how old they were. Well, they were. You could see their face through like their face shield thing, but they were mostly like I don't know, thirty-five to forty-five, and mostly and? waspy white men. Men, any women? I saw the whole time we were there. I saw one female cop. How many um, cops did I, you saw total? Oh, like a hundred and fifty okay. more. I'm not sure. It okay. felt like the numbers increased. But that could have been either my panic or that they really did. And I saw maybe three black police officers. Hmm. And Go on. They were mostly mid-30s, mid-40s white police officers. And they were all very, like, SWAT teamy looking guys. You know, they were all very bulky and red in the face and, like... And bulky like, meaning swole, like, workout yeah. gym rats? Yeah. Okay. Like, they were all jacked. 
And so I wonder about Roy Houston uh, <laughs> and the police. Really yeah. Many of them were former athletes, maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, like, hmm. Yeah, it's like right, scholarship football right. players who lost it. Um, yeah, or actually, several guys I wrestled. Well, with I didn't want to say wrestling because I thought that might hit quite too close to home. No, um, no, a couple of them. You know, got somebody gets pregnant, so they drop out of school and join the police force somewhere. Yeah. After we were maced, I was like, we need to keep marching. I'm scared, but we need to keep with the group because there's strength in numbers, and we've got a momentum. We have to keep it going. Plus, I'm a little pissed off at the police right now because I have a general distrust of police, but now I'm like, you you maced me for no reason, so I'm going to stay with this. 